This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Flint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers Mike Vendis joining us here Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandel, our guest here. Jason Walker, deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show, presented by Helena Accommodations. The in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave, here's Jason Walker. Oh, happy Wednesday. It is the Jason Walker Show inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave, presented by HelenaAccommodations.com, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. we got a big show today. It's going to get busy in a hurry as uh, we're going to talk to Sam Herder from FCS, uh, Hero Sports FCS, Get his thoughts on the upcoming national championship game on Saturday uh, between North Dakota State and James Madison uh, from Frisco, Texas. Uh, he just landed, Sam did, in Texas today. And so we'll get his thoughts. Also uh, going to check in with Brienne Grimshaw. She's a competitor for uh, Miss Rodeo Montana. Yesterday we talked to Cassie Shea O'Neill. Today we talked to Brienne Grimshaw. That uh, gets started tonight. Up in Great Falls, the competition for Miss Rodeo Montana. So we'll hear from Brianne Grimshaw a little bit later on. Uh, those two competing with Katie Lynn Krause as well. So uh, let's see. And then uh, we've got some on this uh, on this day in history, which is pretty cool. We got some good stuff on that. Also have that's what she said. It's, it is Wednesday, and that's what she said. Presented by Dinner's Done Right coming up uh, towards the end of the show, and a whole lot more still to come. It is just a jam packed. Uh, uh, Wednesday as we get started. Don't forget you can always follow along anywhere. You can Facebook, watch facebook.com slash the Jason Walker Show. YouTube, search the Jason Walker Show. You can listen on treasurestateradio.com. If you do not have that app yet, I suggest downloading it right now. Go to the Google Play or App Store, uh, Apple App Store. Also, uh, jasonwalkersports at gmail.com is where you can email us at any time for anything uh, that you want to talk about uh, from today's shows, or, or any shows for that matter. Also, you can listen live on Podbean and Network One Sports. Uh, just search Jason Walker Show. We're on a multitude of platforms, and it is awesome. And we're trying to get as much of this out to you as possible um, of this show, because we want you to be a part of it as well. Uh, so anyway, that's what's coming up today. We mentioned uh, our guests, and we're going to start today talking about the uh, last night, there was a, some basketball games that happened, and we're going to uh, run them down. We'll start in the high school where uh, Trevor Swanson had 19 points, Braden Cook 16, and Capital beat uh, Butte to open up Western AA play 67-52, and the Bruins now 4-1. and one. Uh, Drew England had uh, 10 points as Glacier toppled Big Sky 60-50, to and Ben Maul led all scores with 17 for the Eagles. In uh, Class A boys, uh, Marcus Whitman led the way as Central beat number four Mile City 
67 to 57. Corvallis got a big win over uh, Anaconda at home, and Ronan uh, beat Whitefish 58-55. They were down early, uh, down by nine at the half. The Chiefs were and came back to win. St. Ignatius in Class B got a win over eighth-ranked Loyola, 62 to 59. And in Class C, Parker Cromwell had 18 as Scobie beat Lester Christian, 56 to 40. Uh, let's see, 25 points for Drew. Uh, our Nick as uh, uh, Billings Christian beat Custer Heisham, 67 to 23. And let's see, Freud Lake beat Westby Granora. And Joliet beat Bridger. Now on the girls' side, Mara McGinley had 17 points to lead the Capital Girls. She went 5 for 6, McGinley did, from 3. And the uh, Bruin gals at 5-0 and oh now, a 55-45 win over Butte. And uh, Emma Anderson had 15 Glacier beat Big Sky 67 to 21. This is girls basketball now. Billings West knocked out Skyview 64 to 38. Class A, you had uh, Corvallis getting the sweep with the boys as they beat Anaconda. Uh, Anaconda, of course, Class B, so that's a non-league game. Uh, let's see, 33 points for Savannah Toms and 20 for Carson Murphy's Glendive beat Wolf Point 78 to 40. Um, Wolf Point of the Class B as well. In Class B, Loyola beat St. Ignatius. Uh, let's see, Big Four got past Troy 51-8. to Yes, you heard that right, 51-8. to In Class C, uh, let's see, uh, Scobie got past Lester Christian, 48-17. Uh, to So there uh, is what happened on the high school hardwood last night. We'll get to the college here in a second, but uh, this came out. I wanted to chat about this real quick. And probably should have started with this. It's it's bigger news. But Gary Lowry resigned as the football coach at CMR after six seasons. That came uh, uh, from the Great Falls Tribune Tuesday and a press release from um, Great Falls Public Schools. Lowry, 35 years overall at CMR. He took over for the legendary Jack Johnson back in 2014. And he struggled, uh, Lowry did. Uh, he did make the state title game his first season uh, in losing to Glacier, but Overall, he was part of nine state title teams. He went 26-37 and 37 in six years, three playoff appearances. Um, the successor will be hired um, soon, I'm sure. And it'll be interesting to see if, if CMR stays inside like they did with Lowry. I think Lowry and Johnson combined to coach for like 48 years. And, you know, that's kind of like Carroll College football where you had Coach Petrino and Mike Van Deest for 40-some years. And uh, now you've got uh, Troy Purcell taking over. But long history breeds well for certain teams. And CMR, a powerhouse, um, so good uh, back in the day. And uh, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see who they hire at CMR to replace uh, Gary Lowry. And we've talked about this before. And it's talked about all the time. It's cliche in sports. But you never want to succeed the legend. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that took over after the legend. Now, we'll see what Troy Purcell does. Mike Van Deese had a pretty good career taken over for uh, Bob Petrino, a uh, senior. But in general, you don't really want to be the guy that takes over for the guy. You know, you look at uh, who's going to replace Bill Belichick eventually in New England. He's the legend there. Um, the college level, I mean, Lou Holtz at Notre Dame, how, how much struggles have they had? Uh, Bobby Bowden at Florida State. You, you, you see where I'm going with this. It, 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 it'll be interesting to see. Lowry was in a tough position uh, from the get-go with some uh, some uh, unbelievable athletes that passed through there. Andrew Grindy, you think about him, 
Carl Tucker the second. You think about him, uh, just a couple of guys over the last uh, six years that have passed through CMR's halls and uh, under Gary Lowry. All right, so back to college basketball now. Jason Walker show, by the way, presented by Helena Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended state residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. We told you the other day that Ty, uh, uh, Taylor England was named the uh, Frontier Conference Men's Basketball Player of the Week. Well, he also was named the NAI National Men's Basketball Player of the Week yesterday. He uh, averaged 23.5 points, 11.5 rebounds per game as the Ord Diggers got a pair of easy wins. And uh, the uh, that's cool for uh, the Helena High kid, Taylor England, six foot seven and just a stud. Keeps getting stronger and stronger, and uh, he is so much fun to watch. As uh, Tech will play Rocky on Thursday at, uh, to get ready for uh, Frontier Conference play. Is, uh, game three is uh, just around the corner for them. There was game threes in the Frontier last night, and the Carroll College women handed MSU Northern their first conference loss, or its first conference loss, 63-49. The Saints 10-5 and now overall 2-1 and on the Frontier, and uh, they jumped all over Northern early, got the lead uh, 13-2 five minutes into the game, and uh, Danny Wagner, who was a star at Haber High, finished with 15 points as uh, the Carroll women handed Northern their second overall loss, first loss in the Frontier. Now, the Carroll men also... Uh, went up to Haver and knocked off MSU Northern. Uh, Northern ranked uh, or just outside the top 25, and uh, Carroll got the win 69 to 58. Another Haver high product in Dane Warp had 25 to lead the way last night. And this, so I saw this paragraph in the newspaper. You ready for this? I was reading the article about the game last night. Now tell me where this. So it's Northern quote. Northern increased its lead to as many as four, this is in the first half, but senior forward Dane Warp, a Haver native, kept Carroll in the game. They're down four. He hit, a, he hit a three. How does that keep them in the game? They're only down four. It's not like they were down by 40. Yes, picking on the newspaper, guys, is back here on the Jason Walker Show. It's going to happen. All right, so there you go. Saints got the win. Uh, the men 3-0 and in Frontier Conference play. They've won six straight overall, 12-3 and on the year. Northern falls to 1-2 and in the Frontier and 11-4 and on the season. So uh, it'll be a, a Northern will play at Great Falls tomorrow as they take on Providence at the McLaughlin Center. Those will be two great games. And then Saturday night in Helena at the PE Center, Carroll, Providence, especially on the men's side, going to be a battle. Looking forward to uh, watching that one as it gets uh, gets going on Saturday night. I might actually uh, try to get to that game. So there you go. There's your uh, recap from happened, uh, what happened over the, uh, the evening hours uh, yesterday and uh, into today. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk some FCS football. You've got North Dakota State and James Madison this Saturday from Frisco, Texas, Toyota Stadium. Who's going to win? Hero Sports FCS big boy reporter Sam Herter will join us next. The Jason Walker Show. Here is presented by Helena Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. 
Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918. Or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, equal housing lender. The holidays have come and gone, and now is a good time to treat yourself to what you really wanted. A full detail for your vehicle from Auto Concepts. Right now, Auto Concepts is offering a full detail for just $195. Or maybe you want to tint those windows. Auto Concepts does that too. Get that tonneau cover or bed rug you've always wanted and add in remote start, alarms, running boards, lift kits, toppers, winches, bug guards, grill guards, and much more. Check out Auto Concepts on Facebook or visit the website autoconceptshelena.com. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. It is Wednesday. It is uh, That's What She Said coming up a little bit later on. Also going to check in with Brienne Grimshaw, a candidate who's competing for Miss Rodeo Montana this weekend up at Great Falls. But uh, let's see what else is coming up uh, on this day in history and, uh, and still a whole lot more. But it is a good time to go back to the phones because... I love talking to this dude in the Major Mortgage Man Cave because nobody in the country knows FCS football better than our next guest, and his name is Sam Herter. He's with Hero Sports FCS, and he's down in Frisco, Texas, getting ready for the national championship game. Sam, my friend, how are you? I'm doing great. It's great to be back on the show, and it's great to be back uh, down here in Texas. I always enjoy, uh, you know, obviously covering the FCS national championship game, but also just the city of Frisco and how it's grown over the years uh, is really cool to see. And also just how they this city embraces the, this championship game is really cool. You see, you know, businesses and light posts and, you know, flag posts with, you know, FCS National Championship game banners hanging from them. So it's, it's always cool to be down here. Sam Herter, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. All right, so when you're looking at Frisco as a whole, and before we even break down North Dakota State and James Madison – You've been down there before. What are, are, do you go back to the favorite hot spots, or do you try to find something new each and every year? Yeah, I, I usually try to find something new every year. And uh, you know, like I said, Frisco is is one of the uh, the fastest growing you know cities or suburbs uh, you know of its size in the in the United States. So it's not hard to find uh, something new, especially around here. Our hotel is right by the stadium, and there's a lot of new a lot of new restaurants. So it's you know, trying to get something new uh, every time, but at the same time, I kind of go with the tradition stuff as well. There's a, a good uh, chicken tender place right next to the hotel and a good barbecue place right next to the hotel, and I make sure I, I go to those every single year. But there's always that one, you know, restaurant that we drive by and go, you know, that's new. Let's let's check out that. And 
we did that right when we got into town today and uh, had a, a great prime rib sandwich. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work down here, but you also have to enjoy the food, enjoy some drinks as well, and, and, and uh, enjoy it that way as well. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, is the game isn't until Saturday. The banquet's on Friday. You got a whole host. You and your uh, your coworker Brian McLaughlin got a whole bunch of stuff going on with live remotes and and on different shows. But uh, um, you you're a veteran at this. So, what can you tell somebody that's down there for the first time? I mean, somebody like um, you know just a reporter who hasn't been there yet, or a new guy at NDSU, or James Madison. Yeah, you know, it's it, it definitely to to, uh, to go out and see the town. And, you know, Frisco is right next to Plano. Uh, and a lot of the bars, a lot of the restaurants are in are technically in Plano. Uh, but basically, I, I, you know, consider Plano and Frisco kind of the same area. Um, a lot of the hotels, a lot of a lot of places where people stay and eat is technically in Plano. But, you know, I would just, you know, highly suggest just going out and walking around um, especially when NDSU uh, is in Frisco because it's cool when you're walking around kind of the, the shops that Legacy in Plano is what the area is called. You kind of start to walk around and you go, am I even in Texas right now? Because it's literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of NDSU fans walking the streets. You go into any bar or restaurant, it's filled with green and gold. Um, you know, now that with the fact that it's James Madison back here in Frisco as well, uh, you'll see plenty of purple uh, as well. But it's just cool to, you know, if someone was here for the first time, I certainly wouldn't suggest for them to just, you know, work, uh, you know, stay around the stadium, work around the stadium. I know it's kind of stay in the area. I wouldn't suggest that. I would certainly suggest to just, you know, go walk around town and peek your head into a bar and kind of just go, man, it's kind of cool to see so many FCS fans from one team, you know, travel all this way. Um, it's kind of, it's one of those things where it's cool for the FCS that, you know, the, the championship game is in is in Frisco, Texas, and you have fans from Virginia and fans from North Dakota, you know, just coming here in flocks and basically taking over this area of the town. Sam Herter, our guest here, Jason Walker Show. I'm going to give you one clue to how you know, despite how many thousands of fans are in from North Dakota State, that you're in Texas and not North Dakota. It's probably a lot warmer in Frisco than it is in uh, Fargo. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and that's the thing. It's funny, it's funny too, that uh, – you know, Today in, in Frisco, it's probably 65-ish and sunny, which is beautiful. Uh, the next couple of days, we're supposed to get some rain here. But on Saturday, it's supposed to get a little chilly. And when I say chilly, I'm saying, you know, 47 degrees and sunny. Uh, so that, that's technically chilly for Texas. But I'm, I'm sure, you know, if the if the ESPN cameras are scanning the crowd, uh, you're going to see some, uh, some people from North Dakota wearing T-shirts, even though it's, it's 47 degrees outside. Sam Herter joining us from uh, Hero Sports FCS. All right, let's dive into the game. You got North Dakota State going for its 27th title in the last three years. It feels like you've got James Madison, the only other team this decade to win a national championship that's not named North Dakota State, um, aside from Eastern Washington back in 2010. This is a big game, and this is kind of the game that literally everybody expected when the season began. Really, a year ago after the championship was these are the two teams that are going to play. Yeah, I, I, I certainly agree, and it, it's interesting when you go all the way back to January, um, uh, you know, January of last year when, you know, a lot of people were kind of looking ahead, and I did my way too early favorites, and I had James Madison number one and, and North Dakota State number two, so, you know, basically for a whole year now, like you said, it, it's kind of been a matchup uh, that we all expected, but at the same time, you know, you kind of go back, back to before where the season started, both teams had a little bit of, you know, question marks, obviously with NDSU having a bunch of new starters and new look coaching staff, you know, with James Madison 
uh, new look coaching staff, a lot of returning starters, but it was kind of like, you know, this, this team lost to Colgate in the, in the second round. I mean, are they really, you know, going to be national championship favorites? So it, it's kind of that interesting thing where, yes, we, we all thought this was the matchup that was going to happen. But at the same time, if you go back to the preseason, uh, both these teams still like question marks. And, you know, they, they certainly answered those question marks. And now it's, it's been a collision course. Uh, and it's going to finally it's going to finally happen on the football field on Saturday. It's been a, a long three weeks of build up, and I think everyone's ready to uh, to watch some football and play some football. What's interesting to me is you know you look at HeroSports dot com slash FCS football is your numbers. I, I went, was running through this, and and you mentioned it with the new coaches, but the the chances that two teams with first-year coaches both make the national championship game, that has to be just crazy. And the fact that it happened, I guess, at two powerhouses it makes it a little bit easier to swallow for everybody else. Right, and it's, it's you know, it's one of those things where you can look at it as, you know, and this, I guess, would be, you know, maybe one of the more, you know, one of the more lazier ways to look at it, I guess, is, okay, yeah, they, both these first-year head coaches inherited a pretty good program, so... You know, they, they did what they were supposed to do, but I think that's probably underestimating, you know, just how well the job both of these coaches have done because you look at Matt Ensign, yes, he, he took over, you know, the top head coaching gig in the FCS. He took over a machine that's won seven of the last eight FCS national titles, but he was also doing it with 15 some new offensive, or, uh, yeah, 15 new offensive and defensive starters, a uh, new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator. Uh, and for, you know, Matt Ensign to lead this team, not only to the national championship game, but to do it with a 15-0 and record is so incredibly impressive. And then you look on the opposite sideline, yes, Kurt Signandy took over in an incredibly talented team with 20 of 22 returning starters, but he also, you know, just the way he goes about his business, you know, I always say that, you know, teams kind of take over the, they, they kind of resemble the personality uh, of a head coach. I think that's kind of why you see Youngstown State with Bo Pelini, they, they're, they're kind of up and down. I think last year, you know, Mike Houston is an absolutely tremendous coach, and that's why he's at the FBS level now. But last year, James Madison had all the talent in the world, but, you know, I don't think they always lived up to that talent and lived up to those expectations on the field. And I think this year they're a lot more composed. They've shown a lot more composure. And I think just with Kurt Dignandy, with him arriving and kind of doing the whole, you know, going about our business, nothing else matters except us getting better every day. Everyone do your job. You know, no one's, you know, no player is bigger than the other player. No one go out and try to do someone else's job. Um, I, I think you especially see that with Ben DiNucci not trying to do too much. I think he just took over a really talented team, um, and, and he kind of just, he, he put that last finishing touch on it to make James Madison a, a legit national title contender now. Sam Herter joining us here, Jason Walker Show. There's one more thing I want to ask you before I ask you about the rest of the numbers. This is interesting because Montana State has seen this the last couple of years, and that is North Dakota State's big offensive line. They have allowed just 12 sacks, and as a defense, they have 42. But JMU on the other side, 46 sacks defensively. They've allowed 25. Obviously, based off those numbers, you got to favor North Dakota State's offensive line. Yeah, I think that that's going to be that's going to be the big time battle there. Obviously, is NSU's offensive line against JMU's defensive line, not only with uh, you know keeping Trey Lance clean at quarterback, but also in the rushing the rushing attack, and it's it, it's it's going to be interesting to see who exactly wins that battle and really if any of the units are going to win that battle. You know, I think, I think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, I don't think James Madison is, is, is going to get to Trey Lance and sack him four or five times, but I also don't think, 
you know, NSU's offensive line is going to hold, you know, to, to zero sacks. And, you know, I don't think the Bison are going to rush for 250 yards against this defensive front. But I also don't think JMU's defensive front is only going to allow 75 yards rushing. So I think both of these units are going to get theirs. They're that good. And it's it's so interesting in the fact that when you have NSU's offensive line going up against JMU's offensive line, just the number of All-Americans, you know, that are featured. There's a lot of star power up there in the trenches. And, uh, you know, John Daca and Rondell Carter, uh, the two defensive ends for James Madison, uh, for James Madison, they're both All-Americans. And then you look at NDSU's offensive line. Uh, on our Hero Sports uh, three-team All-American, uh, NDSU has three players on, that, uh, all Ameri- on those All-American teams. And then you throw in Nash Jensen, who is a sophomore All-American for, uh, for our uh, for our sophomore All-American team. That's four All-Americans on NDSU's offensive line. So, I mean, I mean, what's what's going to give here? Is NDSU going to establish the run and you know kind of take control of the game, or is JMU's defensive line going to continue to dominate like they have? That's that's going to be quite the battle. Well, I think one thing that was interesting as I watched that semifinal game with Montana State is North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance. He doesn't look like a freshman, and he's making throws downfield like nothing. Like, he's got a great arm. Take away all the running ability that North Dakota State has as a team. Trey Lance is a difference maker with his arm, too. He is, yeah. I mean, he is he's one of those guys where when he throws the ball, he makes it look so effortless. And, you know, with a flick of a wrist, uh, he, he makes a throw that looks routine, but then when you go back and watch the game, you go, man, that ball was 50 yards or 55 yards in the air from when you threw it to, uh, you know, where the receiver caught it, and he made it look so easy. So, um, you know, he, he can run the ball. He can throw the ball. Uh, he's a very mature guy. Uh, I talked to him on the phone uh, last week for a story that will be coming out pretty soon, and, uh, you know, just a really well-thought-out answers, uh, well-spoken guy, uh, especially when you consider he's only, you know, what, 19 or 20 years old, and, I also I also talked to his quarterback coach Randy Hedberg and I asked you know and Coach Hedberg is a is a veteran he's he's coached uh, a lot of years and I asked him have you ever you know been around a quarterback this young that you know has all the the tools uh, and is, has been this good this early in his career and he goes you know I really haven't seen it you know just when you consider the fact of how athletic he is his arm strength uh, you know his poise his maturity um, Randy Hedberg is like yeah I mean it, we, sometimes we kind of it just we have to remind ourselves that this guy's only a retro freshman, and you know, one of these days he's going to make a mistake, and he's going to make a retro freshman mistake, and we, we keep on waiting for that to happen. But so far, he, he just hasn't done anything like that yet. So uh, he is a big time difference maker, and uh, you know, I'm sure FCS fans around the country are just like, you know, four more years of this guy, uh, just great, great. Uh, three more, three more years after this one with Trey Lance. That, that's just great for the rest of the FCS. Well, Sam, let me ask you this: Where does he rank already as a as a freshman, a retro freshman? But you look at Carson Wentz, Easton Stick, some of these guys that have had unbelievable careers at North Dakota State, and now everybody's talking about Trey Lance being maybe better. And that's the wild thing. I mean. You know, as far as physical tools, I, I don't think he's ever going to reach, you know, Carson Wentz's level as far as, you know, just the, the physical tools of being an NFL type, uh, quarterback. I mean, that's a number two overall draft pick with Carson Wentz. I mean, that's going to be hard to, to live up to in those physical tools. But I mean, I, I, I was around and watched a lot of, uh, games, uh, from Easton Six Retro freshman year. And Trey Lance this year is miles and miles and miles ahead of where Easton Stick was at back in 2015 when he was a retro freshman. Um, and, you know, he's – I certainly won't say that Trey Lance is better now than Easton Stick was last year, 
uh, just because Easton Stick was so good last year as a senior and went on to be a, a fifth-round draft pick. But, I mean, if, if he continues to progress and under Randy Hebert, you would, you know, kind of it's a safe assumption that Trey Lance will get better year after year after year. Uh, by the time he's a senior, um, I mean, honestly, by the time he's a junior, by the time his junior year wraps up, there's probably going to be some worry um, and some wonder if is this guy going to declare early for the NFL draft or is he going to grad transfer somewhere? Because I think by the time he's a junior, you know, obviously that the NFL knows about NDSU quarterbacks and they're going to see this Trey Lance guy and, you know, he might be, um, you know, in consideration of if he does decide to leave after his junior year, you know, maybe he'll land somewhere high in the NFL draft. I think he has that type of ceiling. Sam, let me give you a switch over to the James Madison side of the ball uh, for a little bit. How do they stop North Dakota State defensively? Because we know how good NDSU is, but what does James Madison have to do to shut down the Bison and win this game? Well, I, I do think they have the defensive makeup uh, to give NDSU a really hard game. And, I mean, obviously the first thing you have to do is stop the run. And, uh, you know, James Madison's defensive rushing numbers are just ridiculous. It's something like only allowing 2.2 yards, you know, per carry. And, you know, some, some of that has to do with sacks and tackles for loss. But, you know, just overall only allowing 2.2 yards per carry is just a, a ridiculously good number. And so I, I think you, you start there. Uh, by stopping the run, and the big thing—the big thing for James Madison—is you know their secondary. Because I think if if they do a good job, uh, you know, and, and stress stopping the run, that, that means they might leave uh, some of their guys out on an island, uh, maybe guarding the guy that Christian Watson. And so I think it, it's it's going to be key for you know one of their cornerbacks, Rashad Robinson, who's a really talented guy. It's going to be key for him to have one of his better games in his career because if James Madison can, you know play one-on-one and lock down NSU's receivers on the outside, that means their, their safeties, you know, can, can kind of keep an eye on the run as well. So I do think they have the defensive makeup to, to you know, challenge uh, NDSU and stop NDSU. You know, I don't think the Bison are going to score, you know, points up into the 30s because uh, I think, you know, just the, the defensive line, we saw it against Illinois State, you know, what a really good defensive front can do against NDSU's offense. And I think, I think JMU's defensive line is the best in the FCS. Sam Herder joining us here from Frisco, Texas, in preparation for the national championship game Saturday. All right, let's go over to Friday. you got the awards banquet. Who's going to be player of the year? Who's going to win all these awards? And I guess for Montana fans, looking at Dante Olson, does he win the Buchanan this year? Yeah, it's, it's, that's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, I... Uh, you know, for my, my number one vote, I can't remember exactly, you know, for voters, we, we vote for, for our top five, uh, favorites or our top five. We, we, we vote for our top five, uh, for the finalist awards. And I know, I know Dante Olson was number one for me. I don't remember who was two, two through five for me. And I also voted Trey Lance number one for the Walter Payton. Uh, I can't remember, uh, who I had two through five there, but, you know, so in my opinion, I do think Trey Lance should win the Walter Payton award. I think Dante Olson should win the Buck Buchanan award. You just you just never really know, um, especially when it comes to the voting panel. It, it's a lot of school SIDs and a lot of beat writers and a lot of you know conference administration guys. Uh, so it's you know it, it's always hard to tell you know, especially when uh, it's it, it's it's tough. And I hate to view it this way, but I mean the top three finalists. Uh, you have Dante Olson, you know, all the way out in Montana, and then you have Sully Lesh, uh, who is you know Southland Conference. And then you have uh, Rondell Carter, you know, kind of the East Coast guy uh, at James Madison. So I, I hate to view things from a you know a geographical way, but it seems a lot of people vote 
you know, within their own conference or within, or, you know, with players that they know a lot about. And with Don, Dante Olsen being way out in, in Big Sky Country, I, like I said, I, I think he, he, he deserves to win. I just, I, I don't know if he's going to. I really don't know what's going to happen with either, either of these two top awards. Well, let me ask you real quick about Dante because he was a finalist last year for the Buchanan, led the nation in tackles mm-hmm. his uh, junior year. He did it again his senior year. I think his name recognition might be out there a little bit more than it was last year, and I think that benefits him this year, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I certainly think so. And, and you know, I, I, everyone around the FCS knows who he is, and it's just, you know, kind of voting, you know, how, who they feel comfortable with. And it, it's interesting that Zach Hall uh, from SEMO, the winner last year, he had another great season as a senior, and he ended up not being a top three finalist. So it's just, it's just always interesting how things, uh, you know, kind of, kind of play out in voting. But um, you know, I, I think a lot of people obviously know who Dante Olson is. He's a, he's an NFL draft prospect. Uh, his numbers are certainly there, and you know some voters do look very highly um, at numbers. So it it won't shock me at all if he does end up being the winner. Um, it's just there's been a lot of surprises over these last few years on when the when the winner has been announced. Definitely, uh, Sam. Uh, a couple of real quick ones for you. I know you're a busy guy. You got plans already tonight. You just landed in Frisco today. But uh, reading your work and it's great work at HeroSports.com. But uh, when you and Brian uh, McLaughlin as well, when you look at you interviewed a bunch of coaches, a couple of you know two dozen coaches from across the country. Overwhelmingly, it appeared that North Dakota State was the winner, going to be the winner based off what the coaches say. Yeah, it's been interesting because. Uh, you know, we, we have about uh, five or six contributing writers uh, for HeroSports.com, and we, we asked five of the contributing writers for their picks. You know, four of them picked, picked James Madison to win. Uh, then Brian and I released our picks. You know, I picked NDSU to win, although I, I don't feel overly confident in that. And, and Brian picked James Madison, and he also thinks it's going to be a coin flip game. Uh, but then you get to the coaches, and um, I think we ended up running 13 uh, of the coaches and their thoughts, and we based it all off of, uh, you know, being anonymous head coach is the only thing we put is what conference they're in. Uh, but 10 of the 13 coaches picked NDSU. And, um, you know, I, th- I thought that was pretty interesting. And, you know, I think some of that uh, might just have to do with, you know, maybe one of the coaches, you know, never really broke down a whole lot of film on either team just because they weren't on their schedule and they just weren't with, you know, the tradition of NDSU. But there were some coaches that um, either have faced them or there were some crossover opponents where they where they were, scouting one team that was playing NDSU, so they're familiar, and it was interesting to hear their thoughts on how they think you know, either Trey Lance is the best quarterback in the FCS, or they really like NDSU's offensive line advantage, so it was kind of interesting to hear the point of view from uh, from these from these big names that, uh, you know, it would have been cool to release their names, obviously, but we promised uh, them to be anonymous, and they kind of opened up a little bit more with, with some more honesty in their picture. <laughs> sure. Uh, Sam, appreciate the time, and uh, it was great talking to you all year. Have fun down in Frisco. Game kicks off noon Mountain Time, 11 – no, that'd be 10 Mountain Time, 11 Central, on ABC on Saturday morning. Um, you already said you got North Dakota State winning. What's the final? I have them winning 21-20, you know, which is obviously oh, as close as you can get. As close as you can get. So, I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> I think it's, it's going to go either way. I really have no idea – what's going to happen. Uh, I just think it's going to be a close game and who knows, maybe, maybe we'll get a, a, a six to three game or maybe we'll get a 42 to 40 game where things just get a little crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that it's going to be a good one. Well, we appreciate it. Enjoy the game and uh, safe travels uh, home and we'll talk to you down the road, my friend. Absolutely. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Sam Herter joining us from uh, Hero Sports FCS. 
as uh, him and uh, Brian McLaughlin do a great job, herosports.com slash FCS. Uh, you get all the uh, uh, updates and everything you need going forward for uh, this game coming up on a Saturday. It is going to be a good one, and uh, I think I'm going to – I got to go with North Dakota State, right? I mean – the, the dynasty that they have going on, but it'll be in a good, it'll be a good game. There's no doubt about it. So 11 Central, 10 Mountain Time on ABC on Saturday. Uh, North Dakota State number one, James Madison ranked second, and uh, yeah, man, it'll be a good one. Uh, speaking of Dante Olson, we were talking about should he win the Buck Buchanan Award for Best Defensive Player. Well, it came out today that uh, one of the most prestigious awards is already his. He was named the Defensive Player of the Year by Football FCS Subdivision Athletic Directors Association. Uh, in coordination with 13 FCS conference offices, he was selected as the first Grizzly ever to be awarded the FCS ADA Defensive MVP. Uh, North Dakota State quarterback Trey Lance took home the Offensive MVP award. Uh, so these two guys are probably going to win a bunch of awards. Uh, Olsen and Lance will be recognized. Uh, well, Olsen will be on the field. Lance will probably be in the locker room during the game on Saturday at Toyota Stadium in Frisco. Um, but uh, a plaque by current FCS ADA president and University of Montana Director of Athletics, Kent Haslam, will be uh, honored. Uh, he'll be out there presenting the award. So this is pretty cool, though. Olsen also trying to be the third winner of the Buchanan Award we mentioned. Montana State's won a couple in Caleb Schreibeis and uh, Brad Daly. But uh, it's looking like Dante is going to be the third Grizzly to win it. It is for the Defensive Player of the Year, and he'll find out Friday night because there, there's nobody else that can win this award, I don't think. I mean, Olsen, you look at what he's done just this year. He is a finalist for the Buchanan. He was just named the FCS ADA Defensive Player of the Year. Walter Camp, All-America. AFCA First Team All-America. Stats FCS First Team. FCS ADA All-America. Associated Press First Team. Hero Sports First Team. Big Sky Conference Defensive Player of the Year. First Team All-Big Sky Defense. He was also one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine other awards in the postseason. Dante Olson should be your Buck Buchanan award winner. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he wins it Friday night in Frisco. And if he doesn't, then uh, something's seriously wrong with some voters uh, across the country. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we do, we're going to return and chat with Brianne Grimshaw. She is a competitor and a contestant for Miss Rodeo Montana, which uh, starts tonight in Great Falls. And uh, the winner will be crowned Saturday night at the Circuit Finals, PRCA Finals, uh, in the Electric City. And uh, she will join us when we come back. Also, that's what she said. And on the state in history and still more to come up here on the Jason Walker Show. Stick around. State in sports history. Find out next on the Jason Walker Show. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122, Equal Housing Lender. 
Everyone knows about Dinners Done Right and the convenience of the cook and carry cuisines. It's so easy to just stop by and you have something for dinner that night. But there's also one more thing you need to know about. Dinners Done Right Grab and Go Salad Bar. Yes, I said salad bar. Always the freshest ingredients along with a daily soup and nacho bar too. So the next time you are in a rush or you just want to eat healthy, stop by Dinners Done Right for the soup, salad, and nacho bar. For monthly menus and more info, it's dinnersdoneright.com. The holidays have come and gone, and now is a good time to treat yourself to what you really wanted. A full detail for your vehicle from Auto Concepts. Right now, Auto Concepts is offering a full detail for just $195. Or maybe you want to tint those windows. Auto Concepts does that too. Get that tonneau cover or bed rug you've always wanted and add in remote start, alarms, running boards, lift kits, toppers, winches, bug guards, grill guards, and much more. Check out Auto Concepts on Facebook or visit the website autoconceptshelena.com. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Welcome back to Jason Walker Show on a Wednesday inside the major mortgage man cave. Presented by Helen Accommodations, the in-town five-star extended stay residences. Visit HelenaAccommodations.com. Still to come on this day in history, that's what she said, the walk-off and more. But we're going to get right into uh, yesterday. Had a chance to uh, interview Kayla Seaman, the current Miss Rodeo Montana, and uh, also got a chance to talk to Cassidy Shea O'Neill, one of the competitors out of three that are running this weekend up in Great Falls, along with Katie Lynn Krause and Brianne Grimshaw. And joining us now on... The uh, Jason Walker Show is Miss Brienne Grimshaw, and uh, let you hear what we talk about. Well, first off, we want to welcome you inside the uh, Major Mortgage Man Cave. How- well, first off, we want to welcome you inside the uh, Major Mortgage Man Cave. How was the trip up from, uh, I guess, Manhattan, right? Yes, that's correct. It was pretty good. The roads are nice and clear, so it wasn't too bad. Not too bad at all. Is uh, Brienne Grimshaw joining us here? And it is Brienne, right? Correct. Okay, I just wanted to make sure of that. Um, this is so cool to talk to uh, a rodeo star because you grew up on a ranch. Um, Absolutely. Reading your, your bio. Um, this is like a lifelong culmination for you, and it doesn't end. We'll talk about the pageantry in a second, but it doesn't end with the pageantry this weekend. Correct. So um, I actually grew up on a ranch, but I haven't been in the rodeo queen world my whole life. I have been more so of the ranch cowgirl that um, is out there, you know, bucking hay bales, cutting hay, working with the cows, working with the horses. So the rodeo queen thing of the contestants this weekend, I am the newest one of the Miss contestants. That is uh, amazing. You're a little like Kayla Seaman, uh, who is the current Miss Rodeo Montana, who won last year because she never really had done much of the... The horsemanship side is like, she did Osage or homage or whatever it's called, I guess. Correct, yes. Yeah, so uh, what was it like for you growing up on a ranch? Um, it was a lot of hard work, that's for sure. I am the only girl, and my older brother actually doesn't live with us on the ranch, so I kind of became the tomboy that was doing all of the boy chores, so to say. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, all right, so when you talk about getting up early, I read, like I said, I was reading your bio. You get up early. You go to bed late. How did you fit in schoolwork? 
It is a lot of long hours. So I actually just graduated from MSU with a Bachelor's of Science in Animal Science. And I was doing 21 credits this past fall on top of studying for rodeo cleaning, on top of helping around the farm and ranch. So it was, I'd get up early in the morning, get ready, go to campus till about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, do homework for about 4 or 5 hours till I got done, eat dinner, go to the gym for two hours, do chores, go home, do more homework, and then go to bed and repeat every day. So it's a lot of long hours. I was going to bed probably about midnight every night, and I'd get up about 5 o'clock. So it was a lot of long days. That is absolutely crazy. Um, You know, I I didn't grow up on a ranch, but uh, my grandpa had one in Clyde Park area, and, you know, the the, uh, sedan, actually, Bridger Canyon, but uh, spent a lot of time on it, but I got away from it when I was super young. Um, how much does this, I mean, you obviously love just what you do and love your life. Absolutely. I love being out there and educating people, not only about the cowboys and the sport of rodeo, but also the livestock and the animals that are involved, because that's where my true passion is, is education for animals. Brianne Grimshaw, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show. She is running for Miss Rodeo Montana this week up at the PRCA Circuit Finals in Great Falls. All right, so... You're in vet, you went to vet school, right? Or you're going to go to vet school. Correct. You got I'm, your uh, undergrad yes. at MSU, which is a, a really good school, obviously. I'm a big fan of Montana <laughs> State. Um, but what was it like for, for you, uh, you know, going to college? And, and this is different from what you did in normal life. I mean, you're growing up out there on that ranch. You're working with animals, and now you're dealing with people of all sorts of backgrounds at the college level. Absolutely. It has definitely helped me for the rodeo queen world because taking that knowledge that I have being on the ranch and the knowledge that I have accumulated and instead of talking to the animals that I normally talk to on an everyday basis, um, college has allowed me to be able to talk to a much diverse group of people and it has incorporated my use of communication through rodeo queening. So actually being in college and trying to combine rodeo queening at the same time has really helped my communication skills overall. All right, so i got to ask this. How much time does it take you to get dolled up for, like, the pageantry aspect of of being in Miss Rodeo uh, Montana running for it? So this week, we have to be ready to go by 7.15 to 7.30, kind of depending on the day. And I get up at 3 a.m. every morning to get ready. So it takes about four hours. I can get completely hair done, makeup on, clothes ready to go in about two and a half. But I like to have the little extra cushion time in case something goes wrong. Then I can sit there and drink coffee. And (laughs) typically, none of the other contestants are awake yet. So it's kind of my peaceful time in the morning before the chaos hits. Gotcha. All right, so your background in the pageant world. Yes. Tell me about that. Um, I actually started out pageantry with the Miss Montana pageant circuit system, and I didn't really want to do pageants because I was more of the agricultural girl. I sure didn't want to walk across stage in a bathing suit and six-inch heels. So I got convinced to do that um, when I was in high school, and I did it twice and ran for the team, and that really built my confidence. You know, if you could walk across stage in a bikini and six-inch stiletto heels, heck, you can do anything. So I um, decided that I was going to college, and that's kind of where my career path was going. And I have been good family friends with Mariah Allen, who was Miss Rodeo Montana in 1999, and she had explained to me 
me, you know, you would be a great rodeo queen. You love agriculture. You're involved. You've been involved with rodeo. You love talking to people. You love being out there. And you're good at communicating. So she really convinced me to kind of start doing this. And that's when I decided I was going to run for Miss Teen Rodeo Montana several years ago. And then that's kind of how I got interested into it and got started. Uh, who were some of your idols growing up? Just Miss, in, in general. Well, I loved Mariah Allen. Okay. Like I said, she's been one of our good family friends for a while. And so she was always there supporting me and helping me out in a way that I needed with pageants and that sort of thing. Um, I also really love Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood. They both kind of came from nowhere and have made something of themselves and really left a positive impact for women. That's a couple of great answers right there. All right, what's your talent? Ooh, well, as a rodeo queen, our talent is obviously riding a horse. <laughs> true, true. Um, and this is different than regular pageants because your that talent is the horsemanship, and and it involves so much other stuff that's not in the regular pageants that that people see on TV. This is, I mean, this is legit like hard work. Absolutely. So coming from the other pageant system as well, I have a much better understanding of the comparison of the two pageant systems. You know, the USA system, they only do one interview during competition. Maybe they'll do an on-stage interview, whereas we have a personality interview, we have horsemanship interview, and then we have our on-stage speech and on-stage questions. So we have a lot more components within our pageant that we do have to complete. Brianne Grimshaw, our guest here on the Jason Walker Show, running for Miss Rodeo Montana at this week's PRCA Circuit Finals up in Great Falls. Uh, it starts Wednesday, which is uh, today it uh, runs through Saturday, right? Correct. You, they'll crown you guys on Saturday night? Yes, sir. One that's of correct. you, not both. <laughs> well, two of us, technically. No, there will be a team. miss and a team. Yeah, yes. that is true. Um, and if you want more information, you can follow along Miss Rodeo Montana Inc. on the Facebook page. It's a great website for everything, and they will update every aspect of what is going to happen this weekend. All right, so. It's a little different, but you still have to have the nice-looking ball gown dresses, you know, all that. And I asked, you know, the current Miss Rodeo Montana, Kayla Seaman, about this. It's not cheap. These gowns, these clothes, the shirts, the everything, it adds up. It, it does. It's extremely expensive to do this, and you have to really have a love and passion for it. Um, I spoke to a previous Miss Rodeo Montana, and she told me the number one thing she said going into this is, be prepared to go $10,000 in debt. Oh, man. Well, you're already in college, so. Yeah, I told her, I said, well, I'm going to be $300,000 in debt by the time I graduate, so it's 10 more. There you go. That's uh, that's just a drop in the bucket there. Uh, Brianne, with, uh, how many hats do you prepare for? Because I saw you get, when you got here today, you put that one out of the, of the bag. I did, yes. Um, I have, I think I have seven or eight that I am taking with me for pageant competition. Um, I have probably six or seven more at my house as well. Man, that is just nuts. <laughs> um, what's your favorite color of the hat? I have. I only have the basic colors for the hat. Okay. I did get a new color this year, so I do have a red hat, which I'm very excited for because being a blonde, it really sticks out and makes my blonde hair stand out. Sure, so sure. That's probably my favorite one right now. Um, well, I like the white. Who knows? That may change. Uh, felt or straw? 
So, as a radio queen, we're not allowed to wear straw hats. I love that. Because everybody gives me a hard time, like, at the last chance that Pete, all I wear is a felt, and it's 95 degrees, and, like, it's just, I like it. It's more comfortable to me. Well, and the reasoning behind the no straw hats is a felt hat is a cleaner look, and it puts together a more poised and better presentation for the radio queens overall. Um, straw hats are very good for the cowboys. They're out there sweating and <laughs> able to kind of take their hat off and don't care if it gets sweat stains in it, whereas our felt hats hide sweat stains a little bit better, so it kind of keeps them more put-together look. That is true. It's uh, Brianne Grimshaw here, our guest on the Jason Walker Show, getting ready for the Miss Rodeo Montana pageant in uh, Great Falls this weekend. You've won stuff. You've lost stuff. How hard is it to stand up on stage Either way, whether you win or lose, because you're, you're friends with the rest of these girls, so how hard is it to either win or lose and, and see somebody else being really sad or really excited? To me, the difficult part is not being up there on stage. It's getting off the stage and seeing your family. Mm, that makes, okay. Because they're the ones that are behind you for all of this. Mama, Mama's over here. In the support, corner, so. exactly, yeah. yeah. So, yeah so support. All right, so how many horses do you have? That I ride or that I own? That you own. We have three right okay. now. We used to have several more, um, but the economy dropped and we kind of made yeah. the decision okay. to drop our drop our horses. So you have to ride this week. Yes. Um, what's what is which? What's his name for her? Well, so for the state competition, we're actually given mystery horses. Oh. So we draw numbers of what our number of our horse will be. And we don't know until the day that we get ready to ride. Actually, five minutes before we get ready to ride, we find out which horse we're riding. And then we jump on and go. We get to warm up for a few minutes. And then we have to go perform our patterns and perform our horsemanship. So I don't know that yet. Horsemanship, you've got to be good with all sorts of horses. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Brienne, uh, after graduation, obviously you graduate from Montana State, you want to be a vet. Do you want to stay in Montana? I would love to. Unfortunately, Montana does not have a veterinary program completely in Montana, so no matter what, I have to go out of state. And where are you looking? I have applied to Washington State University in yeah. Pullman, and then Colorado State University. Hmm. I'd like CSU probably a little bit better. That, CSU is higher than WSU, um, but they both have really great exchange programs with Montana and with MSU, so that's why I chose those two as my Makes first sense. application process. Gotcha. And then uh, after, how long is vet school? I mean, this isn't like doctor school, is it, for like the next eight years? It's Typically, it's four years. Okay. They say the average is four and a half years, just depending on how well you are in school and how dedicated you get to be. So. Well, you're pretty dedicated, though, right? Yes, thank you. And you want to move back home after that? Absolutely. Okay. Um, looking forward to uh, following along uh, all the way through Miss Rodeo Montana, Inc. on the Facebook page. Because you get all your social media, you get everything taken away, right? Correct. They take our cell phones away. Um, we're not allowed to do anything. We're not allowed to bring an a computer. We can't get on the Internet. We are completely on lockdown for the week. Um, but I actually, being a current Rodeo Queen title holder, my director and my parents will be in charge of my social media pages for the week. So they will be giving updates and posting photos and be on social media for So my personal page will have updates, but the main page will be Miss Livingston Roundup, okay. and then the Livingston Roundup page as well, they will both have updates on them. You know, my mom lives in Livingston. I haven't oh. been to that Roundup. I, last time I went uh, was 2008. Oh, okay. It's so much fun, though. It is. It's, it's a big production. It is. It's a lot of Three fun. Three nights with all the fireworks. 
Do you prefer, well, is that your favorite rodeo? Do you have to say that now because you're Miss <laughs> That has actually become my favorite rodeo, even though we do have the Bozeman Stampede, which is closer to me. Yep. But for a while, it wasn't a PRCA rodeo. Right. So Livingston, over the past five to six years, has really become my hometown rodeo. The board over there, the community, has really welcomed me, and they've been so supportive over my years. They're a rodeo queen. So you, a couple, well, there's two former, well, current and former Miss Livingston Roundups then, because Cassidy... Uh, Actually, all three of the all three of, all three of the Miss this year are Livingston Roundup royalty. Wow! We are all we are also um, Miss Southeastern royalty of some sort. We've held different titles for that, but um, we are all three Miss Livingston Roundups. So you're all friends. You all love each other. <laughs> you're not. There's no cat fighting behind the stage, right? This you still have to. You still have to keep it businessy, though. So <laughs> I like that answer. There's no like miscongeniality. Like if I, you know. Oh, no. None of that stuff? <laughs> no. <laughs> See, they, they all get along. This is great. Uh, Brianna, appreciate it. Enjoy it. And uh, you can follow along on uh, the Livingston Roundup page on Facebook, Miss Rodeo Montana Inc. on the Facebook and uh, Brianna's personal page. Uh, good luck. I can't say who my favorite is because <laughs> I actually know one of you very well, but I can't. I'm going to root for all three of you. Thank you. And then um, you, you'll get, one of you is going to get the uh, the crown, the tiara from, from Kayla, and it's going to be fantastic. And you're it's going to be a great week and we get to you know reunite with previous alumni from Miss Rodeo Montana and Miss Teen Rodeo Montana and we've all become like a giant family and sisterhood so it will be a great weekend. If you win can I get the Livingston Roundup sash? Possibly. And just put it on loan. Or one of your old sashes. We need to hang it up here in the in the man cave. Absolutely. I, like I, I will get one organized for you. I like this. Well, you just, uh, good luck this weekend and thanks for stopping by. Thank you. It's so nice to meet you. She was uh she was a sweetheart to talk to, Brienne Grimshaw. Um, sweet lady. All, all of them are nice. Uh, good luck to all of the competitors up at the uh, Miss Rodeo pageant this week up at Great Falls. All right, real quick, let's get to That's What She Said. It is brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. Make sure you stop in. Check out the soup, salad, and nacho bar every day for lunch. It is well worth your time. It is well worth your money, and it is very, very yummy. Check it out. Uh, they are on Cedar Street, 1212 Cedar, com for full menus as well. Oh, there we go. Technical things. We always hear from the guys. What about the ladies? Time for That's What She Said. Brought to you by Dinner's Done Right. All right, so Joy Taylor and maybe on Crazy Podcast, and Joy, one of our favorites for this segment, was talking about the hiring of Mike McCarthy uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, all right, so other big news this week, the Cowboys... Um, all right, so other big news this week, the Cowboys have hired Mike McCarthy, which we were also talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, this hire kind of surprised me. Because he doesn't really feel like a fit there. I don't know who I... Ex- I actually expected them to keep Jason Garrett, if I'm being perfectly honest. Really? I thought they were going to keep him. Yes. But I think he, Jerry finally got like pushed. In. I think Jerry wanted to keep him. Like I think it's going to come out that Jerry wanted to keep Jason Garrett, and he was pressured by Stephen Jones or whoever yeah. to, to let him go. But the one thing I will say about Mike McCarthy, and I do think this is kind of strange, uh-huh. is his reputation has like gone to shit, as if he's never accomplished anything because his his relationship with Aaron Rodgers deteriorated. Aaron Rodgers uh, quarterbacks get a lot of credit, but sometimes it's almost like can you just calm down a little bit? Like little just bit. 
they only play one side of the ball. Like you have to give the coach a significant amount of credit if you win a Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl winning coach. There's not a lot of them out there available and ready to go coach a team. So isn't this a good situation for the Cowboys? So uh, Joy Taylor talking about the hiring of uh, Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys, and I think it's a good thing. Being a, uh, I guess a, I'm not even a closet Cowboys fan. I used to root for the Cowboys a lot, but I really don't like the NFL at all. But anyway, there's that's what she said, presented by Dinners Done Right. Check them out, dinnersdoneright.com for full menus. And uh, don't forget the soup, salad, and nacho bar as well, 1212 Cedar in Helena. All right, so let's get to On This Day in History. Uh, 1945, the Kentucky Wildcats men's basketball team set an NCAA record by holding Arkansas State to six points in a 75-6 to six win. 1955, Furman set an NCAA basketball single-game scoring record with 154 points. Same night, Georgia Tech snapped Kentucky's 130-game home basketball win streak. Uh, let's see here. The uh, 1984 NCAA announced the basketball tournament. The NCAA tournament would go to 64 teams. Michael Jordan hit 20,000 points in his 620th game on this date in 1993. Scott Davis of Great Falls won the U.S. Male Figure Skating Championship on this date in 1994. By the way, uh, now let's do... i got to get to uh, the uh, the thing here. This. Ah, I love technology. You think I'd know what I'm doing working in radio all these years. Let's try it again. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right, time for the walk-off. And it is presented by Cafe Zydeco. Stop by 625 Euclid every day except Sunday. Get delicious po'boys, beignets, uh, catfish, etouffee. It's unbelievable. Cafe Zydeco, more prizes, by the way, coming up from Cafe Zydeco, more gift certificates uh, down the road. Uh, on this day in history continues because Elvis Presley would have been 85 today. How about that? Uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, the end of the show. So start that. Thanks to Sam Herter for joining us. Thanks to Brienne Grimshaw joining us as well. We'll see you back here on Thursday. That is tomorrow at 4, another big show. And we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us. Jason Walker Show presented by Helena Accommodations. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.